Welcome to the Fit in 42 Life Podcast. Fitness, lifestyle, community, and getting better every day. Welcome back to the Fit in 42 Life Podcast. I'm Jerry Washak. I'm here with a super, super special guest, Noelle Harford. Hello. <laughs> I wanted that tea in there so bad, but I didn't. Harford. Um, welcome, Noelle. Thank you. Thanks oh for having God. me. Oh, my God. You have an awesome story, and I'm so excited to get you to tell it. See, I'm trying to fix my mic here. I'm so excited to get you to tell your story because um, I've been watching you at Fit and 42 La Quinta. And that sounds really creepy, but I have been, fo- <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching. I have been following you and your journey for a while now. How long have you been going to 42 La Quinta? It's been a little over two years. Oh my God. Okay. Two years. And, uh, it's so cool to watch and your energy and your, you always look so happy and you just light up the room. And then we were at, um, we were at the, um, half of, I guess the summer party this few weeks ago in La Quinta. And I was like, no, can you come on the podcast and tell your story? (laughs) And what'd you say? Of course. Ah, awesome. The message out. So let's get started here. Let's get started. And you guys will quickly learn why Noelle is telling her story because I really, really feel that there's a lot of people listening that could relate and even people that know um, other people that need to hear this. And I would implore you to share this, please. Okay, so you started two years ago. At 42. Why did you sign up at 42 La Quinta? So I started in, um, like you said, two years ago, specifically because I felt like most people, um, very bad about myself, bad about the way I looked. I felt bad. I was walking upstairs and was out of breath and a real big switch for me. And I think as I talked to more and more people that you know, are on a fitness journey, they had a major switch in their life, a, a, a light bulb yeah. moment where you realize like something's got to change. I yeah. have to change. And the only person that can change things is you. No one else is going to do it for what you. What was that moment? The moment was when my dad was diagnosed with ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it completely took us um, by surprise. It was a complete shock. He had been healthy Um, you know, his whole life, one of those guys who never went to the doctor. And then all of a sudden, you know, we were being, you know, sent to specialists after specialists for, you know, okay, he's going to not be able to breathe soon. He won't be able to walk soon. He's going to be a ventilator. And so it was a complete life changing or altering moment where I was like, wow, like my dad was healthy. I am not healthy. I need to get healthy. Yeah. And, uh, what year was he diagnosed? Well, so it would have been two years ago. So 2021. Oh, really? Yeah, 2021. And um, it's pretty rapidly uh, moving disease. Yeah. So an average person, uh, an average uh, expectancy for after diagnosis is typically two to five years. Wow. And um, yeah, that's why we, that's the reason we did the ALS 5K or 6 or 7K, whatever it turned out to be. (laughs) Yes. And we raised almost, I think it was like $9,200 or $9,000. Yeah, we we crushed it. That's great. And um, what did your dad think? My my dad, so my dad can no longer talk, yeah. Um, but he he gave both thumbs up, so that was that was taxing <laughs> effort. So t- we got two thumbs up, oh. and and he wore his um his forty two shirt that same day. So David um and our studio gave him a bunch of shirts, and so he was wearing and repping from oh my from gosh. his bed. That's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's great to hear. So okay, are you willing to say um so now? In the training field, I'm always going up to well, when, when I would be training and talking to women, you could always say like, oh, how old are you? Or what do you weigh? And like outside of the gym, you can't really do that in life because it's like <laughs> impolite. That's a no-no. But um, you've lost over 100 pounds now or 100 pounds? I have. Pounds? Let's say I've lost 102 and those two pounds are important. <laughs> those are important. It pushes me over, the, over that threshold. Oh, my God. That's awesome. 102 pounds. And 
in two years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's where I was going for it. And um, because that's a, a really significant amount of weight. But what I'm really excited for you to talk about was how you did it. Because I think we get back up because like growing up, were you a heavier person? Yeah. So, um, I can, I can lead you up to that, that aha moment. So, yeah, please. So I had, um, I was pretty healthy during high school. Um, my sisters and I were all athletes. I was a swimmer. Um, and we all know, you know, you are working out every day and after school practices, going to games, meets, whatever it may be. I've always, um, you know, I was a lifeguard, so super active all, all year long. Um, and it, then I went to college and everyone knows the freshman 15, (laughs) 30, 60, whatever it may be. (laughs) And so I think, you know, I, I definitely indulged, um, in many things, but the real weight gain for me was during PA school. So during physician assistant school, it is five years of extremely, you know, hard, intense program where you're in the classroom 10 hours a day, and then you're studying for five hours at night, um, or on your rotations, you're working 60 hours of unpaid time, um, you know, seeing patients. So it was really, really something that was both mentally and physically taxing. I also, this is my first, that was my first time realizing how unhealthy the medical field is. And I think that as I talk to like nurses and everything, now, you know, people bring in cookies and the donuts and, and yeah. patients are like, they celebrate you helping them with unhealthy food. No one brings you a fruit basket. Yeah. <laughs> they, they bring you chocolate and they bring you, you know, crumble cookie and yeah. it's, it's not healthy. And so, and when you're working overnights, they're ordering pizza or what's open late McDonald's. There's nothing healthy about yeah. it. It's so common to see nurses and, and it just be really heavy and it's like oh man but like it's so wh- why is that it's just because it's just the stress of it and is because and it's just i guess it's the culture of this is just what we do and it is so weird I, and we're weird people you're weird because you're listening <laughs> to a fitness podcast person whoever you are so you're weird too yeah. but like we're weird because you know we don't want to eat. Like if, if, if someone brings me like donuts or something, if someone brings me a donut in the morning, I'm like, I'm not having cake in the morning. Right. Like I'm not doing this, but like a lot of people start off their day like that, like that sugar just boom. But like, but that's just so normal. It's just so common. And it's the culture. I, I know that, Hey, Hey, let's, <laughs> Hey, I really like you. Let me give you a bunch of sugar to, to make you miserable later. And right. you really hate yourself. <laughs> like, but that's just how we are in the, society. Yeah. We, we celebrate or we show gratitude with food and food is, is surrounds us in every aspect when you have a birthday, when you have whatever. So the, and the medical field is no different. And so it is, it is stress. Of course, you know, you're and it's also that you have no time, like you're spending so much time investing yourself. And, and I think this could translate into any, you know, any, any hospitality work or anything like that you are investing your time and your effort and your mental capacity to other people. Mm -hmm. So when you go home at night, you have nothing left to invest in yourself. And, and it's a huge problem and it spirals and spirals and spirals. So I was, I was following that path. And Mm -hmm. then I, I joined a gym where I was going to school. Um, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't for longevity. It was a quick fix. And so as a society, again, we are weird. We follow whatever fad there is, whatever quick diet. We want the quick fix. We want to see something because when you can see a, a change in your body or a change in the way you feel, look, and people start to notice that change, then we use that motivation that we use that, that reinforcement that they offer to you, um, as motivation to keep going. But as Devin keeps telling me, motivation is fleeting. Discipline is forever. Ooh. And yeah. And, and that has been ringing in my head this whole time. Like, because that first round I did lose 70 pounds and that was in 2015, 2016, yeah. I lost 70 pounds, but I lost that weight um, we, it was called the six week, 20 pound challenge. That was like oh, the yeah, thing. Those were so hot. Yes. And I lost, 
and I did it back to back to back. And so yeah. I lost that 70 pounds super, super quick. And, but what did I get from that? I ate egg whites and greens microwaved at work and, yeah. and some fruit on and fasted. Oh, great. Like what yeah. did that do for me? Nothing, but made me gain it all back over a shorter period of time. And then some, then some, that's the key. We've seen that a lot with people that, with people that don't exactly, um, they just, when they, they go so hard and then with here, here's what I've seen. People do like fit and now fit and 42. The program has been around since 2010. So I've seen thousands of people go through and the people that just do it like a crash and they just don't eat. And then, then, and then they just try to lose as much weight as possible as fast, which we don't recommend is what happens is, and you could tell me this is right. You, you, you start working out, you start working with the weights and now you're building muscle. And so you're, you're actually, and you didn't used to eat a lot. So now you're eating more and then you're, you're burning it off and now you're losing weight and you're, you're, and so then, so then you, you start to slip a little bit. And so now you're, you're more muscular and you're eating a lot, but now you're not working out as much or your motivation is fleeting as Devin would say. And so therefore you're still eating a lot, but you're not burning as much. And then all of a sudden all the weight you've lost is now you've gained more. And you're like, what the, I've seen that so many times because you, you're used to eating a certain way and you just keep doing it. And then, and then all of a sudden you're not working at it at all. And then you're just heavier than when you started. And there you go. Like I've seen that cycle. Right. And it creeps up and it creeps up. And, yeah. and I remember that feeling, you know, um, I think at that point I was 25, 26. And I remember, you know, you social media is so hard too, and, mm. I, you know, and I always, um, you know, talk about that because when you're looking at yourself and you're comparing yourself to, you know, influencers and this person and that person, and then you're, you're watching this weight that you worked. I'm not going to say you don't work hard because you work your butt off in, yeah, in those programs and in the cardio and knocking yourself, you know, dead day in and night. And then you watch that scale creep back up because nothing else changed. You didn't change your mindset. You just changed this short little interval or this short period of time you were in this challenge and it was a challenge and it was hard. But after that, what changed? Nothing. There was nothing that changed. Stress came back. Stress is still there. It's always there for everybody, no matter what, you know, your lifestyle that went back, everybody around you is still doing and eating their donuts for breakfast. And you might not have one Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you might say, I can have one. I can have two. I can have three. And then everything goes back because nothing changed. Bottom line, nothing changed. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited. We got our first sponsor of the podcast. We're getting that big. We got our first sponsor. It turns out Ryan's our sponsor. <laughs> Ryan's got a new side gig going on. Um, what it, we call them the, the Accelerate Packets, Ryan. We got Accelerate yes, Coffee and Accelerate Watermelon. Yes, and let sir. me just tell you guys, I'm also I'm the I'm doing the commercial right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that. Um, this stuff's awesome. So, uh, what do we got? Energy. We got mood clarity. We got uh, like it's like a nootropic, like makes you like thermogenic. Dude, thermogenic. So, yep. so I'm just gonna say, guys, if you want to try out a really awesome new kind of like energy supplement that's clean, super clean um, ingredients, Ryan, how should I get a hold of you? You guys got to go to the link. Right, oh, we gotta go to link. the link. You know hey, what? Show notes. Links in the show in notes. The show notes, baby. Just links in the show notes. <laughs> if you don't know where the show notes are, find Ryan on Instagram. He's always posting about it. Ryan awesome. McMillan mindset. Oh, right? nice. So I just switched that too. So, boom, find me there, and I'll get you the link and nice. get you all set up later. Okay, so you. 2015, 16, lose 70 pounds. Mm -hmm. It comes back. Yep. And so how long in between that were you doing not much of exercise of like a, of, of, of not a consistent working out or anything? Right. So I, right around when COVID started, mm -hmm. um, I had joined CrossFit and, and I really liked lifting. That was my first time like lifting, lifting. Um, but what I didn't, 
then I then I slowly but surely realized I, I didn't like that. Su- I'm, I'm competitive. I think all of us in fitness, we were a little competitive, yeah. right? Yeah. But I didn't like the break your back and snap your neck with 50 wall balls and 50 burpees. Song? I don't know. Break your back, <laughs> snap your neck. Okay, it could have been. I don't know. But, you be. know, I didn't, I didn't like... Um, and I'm not knocking CrossFit because it's great. But I, for me, yeah. um, I wanted to do more lifting based versus the crazy, like I said, 100 wall balls, 100 sit ups, and yeah. 10 laps around the building for one workout in 11 minutes. Like I, I just, I didn't like it. Yeah. And so I started to research, and and this was all happening around the same time, and as my dad, and and the stresses of life, and that aha moment, and. I stumbled upon Fit and 42. So Fit and 42. Fit and 42. Was there, um, was it solely, not solely, was it mostly because your dad, that, that aha moment that like, that your dad was diagnosed and you're like, I got to be better for my family? No. And I, I think that's important too. I'm glad you asked that because it wasn't that moment. It just, that was the over the edge, gotcha. push me over moment. I think that Everybody who is, you know, maybe at chapter zero hasn't started yet, has been thinking of all this time leading up, like, I need to do this. I feel Mm -hmm. bad about this. You know, I felt bad about my body. I was comparing again and I was thinking, wow, this is the heaviest I've ever been. Now you asked me at the beginning about sharing questions that, you know, that we don't ask people, how much do you weigh? How old are you? So, you know, being, and I'll tell you, being 27 years old and weighing 275 pounds, like, you know, and people tell me now you didn't look 200. Well, I was, and I remember just being like, Oh my God, like, I cannot believe that the scale is almost 300 pounds, like 25 pounds away. Like what, what am I going to do with that? What what am I supposed to do? And you feel almost so desperate that it's just like, well, there's nothing. I might as well just keep going. You know, you feel such a low mentally and physically you look at yourself and you're incredibly low as it is that it's like, I could go two directions. I can say to myself, let's do it. Or I can say to myself, let's dig deeper there. So there's, I've always wondered this because I'm not, I've never been there, but like, so you're at, 250, 260, 270. And then there, there comes a, a, so feelings you're, you're starting to, you have feelings of like, what's the point? Like just, yeah, this is it. Like I, I, like there's no getting better from here. Like, do like, is there like a helplessness feeling? Yes. Because you know, again, I, I, want to go back to that social media part because I think it's such a huge part in our society or even Mm -hmm. just comparisons in general. You look at people on a journey and you compare yourself to their chapter five, 10, 15. And I, and I, and I even see that now when people talk to me and they're like, Oh, you're, I'm, you know, you motivate me, but I, I can't ever do this. And I'm like, but you're comparing yourself now where you haven't even, you just started your chapter one yeah. and I'm chapter 50. So you cannot compare yourself to where I'm at now because if you don't think I haven't been right can, where you are. Can we just say I just got chills? <laughs> can I? Because that's why I was looking for when I was like, oh, please tell your story. Because it's so true. Like we see people, it's the worst thing to do inside of the gym when you're doing this group workout is be like, oh my God, look at that person. They're heavier than me or then they're, and they're doing it. I can't do this. Or they're, you don't know that that person's lost 50 pounds to get to that point. Right. Or you don't know that they've, or that, oh, oh my God, that person is so much older than me. You don't know they have never stopped working out since they were 15. Right. You don't know anything. You don't know that. Um, they've never injured themselves and you have a bad knee or you have a bad shoulder and you have to modify things and their pushups are so good and mine are so weak. Yeah. Because you had this, this and like, so it's such a dangerous thing to do is compare. Mm -hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Good quote. Um, so, but, but I'm so happy you said that so that that chapter one to chapter 50, where you're at, it's so important because, Um, and that's probably a great reminder for all of us. Like even, even you, even me, like, you know, it's like, it's so easy to say in business and my career or everything. Oh my God, look at that person where they're at. Like, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Do the best you can do. Focus on you and don't like, yeah, don't be looking at 
social media and what people have and all that, like that doesn't make people happy, all that stuff. No. You know? So great job. <laughs> I'm sorry I cut you off, but I had okay. to, I had to. Do you remember where you were? Um, no. So we were talking about, oh, so man. me being, at, you know, hitting that 275 yes, pound, yes. you know, and, and I think on, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I don't even know if I've said this out loud before, but I definitely think that if I had stepped on the scale like a couple of weeks prior to that 275, I probably weighed more, you know? Um, but I, I just remember that feeling of which way am I going to go with this? And you feel so, um, you know, I felt failed, you know, like a failure because I had lost this weight before and now I weigh more than I weighed before. And what am I going to do? Because that didn't work. So, you know, so that, that six, six week, 20 pound challenge didn't work. So now what am I going to do? I don't know. What am I, what, where am I going to start? How do I, how do I start with chapter one? Where is chapter one? Who is chapter one? What am I going to do? I had no idea. And I felt really, really, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed. You go down a rabbit hole and again, you keep overwhelmed, keep going, keep going, keep going. And you compare, you compare. And then it's like, what am I even doing? Should I do this? Should I not do this? It's too much. It's too stressful. Everyone says you have to spend $6,000 on supplements and $6,000 on protein powder and 10,000 on the gym. And at that point you might as well get surgery. Oh, well, that person got surgery too. Like, you know, so it's just, it's really, really overwhelming on what is chapter one. Why didn't you get surgery? So, I mean, it's definitely went through my mind. Of course. It went through my mind. You know, I could go, um, you know, I had friends that have had the gastric sleeve, gastric yeah. bypass. And, and I said, you know, I could, I could do that. Um, but to me at that point, I was like, you know what? I have done this. I know the hard work. I'm, I'm scared to do this again. I'm not going to lie. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of hard work, Yeah. but I got to do this because I have a a sick dad. My mom is now a full-time caretaker, you know, and I have people that depend on me and I, I depend on myself. Like it's time to invest. And I go back to what I said at the beginning, you know, we invest so much into our day-to-day jobs and the people we work with and everybody else around me. But when's it my turn to invest in myself? When is it my turn to feel that gratification, feel that, you know, that good feeling that I crave because I feel horrible. Horrible. Wow. <sighs> so good. Um, <laughs> um, so what? All right. So you're like, okay, that was spectacular, by the way. Um, if any of you listen to Ed, you ever listen to Ed Milet? Oh, you got to start listening to Ed Milet immediately. Okay. Like <laughs> you guys listen to our podcast. You think it's great, but we all listen to Ed Milet and he actually has a house in Bighorn. And maybe Madison Club and uh, everywhere else, but he is so good. And a lot of times during his podcast, he'll he's so uh, dramatic. He's like, "Oh my god, that's the best thing I've ever heard on this podcast." And I, anyway, I just had a feeling. I'm like, "Oh my!" I, when you were talking, I'm like, "You're you're dropping so many gems here that are just so important and so deep." Like, when is it my turn? Like that. How many people listening have have felt that way? And like especially parents and moms, especially moms. I'm not going to say dads. There are, there are some dads that do a lot, but mostly like right now I'm watching my wife breastfeed all day and then get up. She gets up like four or five times a night. Our little guy is not sleeping as much anymore. And so she's getting up and like, just not, she doesn't complain during the day at all. She might in the morning, she might be, Oh man, I'm a little tired. But like, could you imagine if guys were doing that? Like you would know about it. There'd be like a <laughs> woke up five times again last night. They'd be posting on their profiles. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, when is it my turn? Is like so powerful, like because it's so true. Like, and you made so you, you declared that. So how do, out of all the options, why fit in forty two La Quinta? What stood out to you? So I, I did my, my research. I looked at a bunch of different gyms around, called all of them, and I actually met with all of them. And then I met David. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're awesome. I did. I did. I went Put to the work. I, I did because I, again, this was about me this time. And, and I, I love that you brought it back to moms. Although I'm not a mom yet, I all, a lot of my friends are. And I, I watch what they, yeah. you know, what they go through and what, you know, again, that investment is everything. And, and they specifically and, and everyone, anyone listening, 
you deserve to invest back into yourself because if you can't take care of yourself and you're not healthy, how are you going to take care of everybody else around you? You're singing in the choir. Yeah. You're singing. <laughs> the world would not go round. <laughs> so yes. I met with David. Um, I, re- I remember going into his office and we were at the old gym. Yeah. And yeah. he he was like, all right, well, why do you want to be here? And I think I gave him my the generic, like, I want to lose weight. Lose and he weight was like, and feel better. Yeah, and feel Jeez. good. And he was like, all right, let's, let's get you in for a week and you can see what it's all about, you know? And he, he told me about the atmosphere and the people. And even though, you know, so that six week, 20 pound challenge group that I, um, that I did, even though the diet part of it didn't work, the culture was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I still have a gym group. Um, Oh, cool. And even though I, I don't go there and I, I don't even live in that state anymore. Yeah. Um, we, they still all text and we all text in that. Like, oh, that's awesome. So that that's gym, powerful. yeah, that gym atmosphere, I, I knew of it. Yes. And I craved that, that yeah. environment. And that was specifically why I chose this gym and awesome. why I chose our gym was because no one else could offer me that feeling. And he had touched upon it and he had said like, you know, we are close and we will push and we will be like, why aren't you in here? I'm bugging you mm-hmm. and, and give you that support, but also that family, you know, small business feel, um, that, that you're looking for. Yeah. And so I, um, I, I pulled the plug and here we go. Okay. So, how quickly did the weight? Okay, no, no, yeah. Did right away? Did like when you signed up? Did you go? Did you go all in with everything? Like it's go time, or did you kind of like take a little while to to? So, I I knew going back um, to the the first time around, I knew that this time had to be different if I wanted longevity. I wanted to keep the weight off. I didn't want to go through this again. And I wanted it to be something that was going to work and, and to keep it off. And so even though I I craved to see change, I knew that it wasn't going to be immediate Mm -hmm. and that I also had to make another change, which goes into the diet part. Let's Um, talk about that. Yeah. So my diet, um, I had, I had watched, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many videos I watched and read about each different diet. And I, I'm going to tell you, I've probably tried almost all of them. Like I did keto. Um, mm-hmm. I did, I did everything. And when I was at CrossFit, actually the challenge that they did was a keto challenge and it was like horrible, like stir butter in your coffee. <laughs> like, uh, I did a version that was called Cheeto, Jerry's version of keto. Um, I drank a little wine on it, but I was super high fat. I didn't, I totally screwed it. It was, but it was, I was, this is a funny story. Um, I, uh, I was talking to Shanice. I'm like, hey, I think I think I'm in ketosis because that's what keto stands for, guys. Keto ketosis, and it's like when your body goes into this shock and it starts burning more fat. And so I'm like, I think so. You have to like pee on a stick. So I was like, I, I went to the store and I bought these. I'm like, I peed on the stick. I'm like, I'm not in ketosis. I guess I just had bad breath because because oh you're if you're in ketosis, did you do it? Did I, you I get did, in ketosis? I, I did. Yes. Did you have bad breath? Uh, like that sugary. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never got there, so I don't know. What it is. I just had bad breath from other things, I guess. <laughs> but but it was just funny. She's like, you just have bad breath. So um so anyway, I did Cheeto. It 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 worked for me, but um now I just now I just eat my own way. But um anyway, so. Keep going. No. So you, you know, you've tried everything. So again, I I go back to, I needed to change. I knew I needed to change. I knew what worked and I knew what didn't work. So I needed to find something that did work for me. But again, longevity, I wanted it to last. I didn't want to go through this again. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't something that I just, you know, threw into and dropped a bunch of weight quickly again. I knew it was going to take an extended period of time. So I watched um, some videos on a caloric deficit and then I watched more and more than I read. And then I, I, you know, I learned what a BMR is and a TDEE and, and all these factors. Say I'm five years old. What's a TDEE? <laughs> well, you can explain it better than me. <laughs> uh, <I'm, laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No. What is it? Okay. So basically. Oh, God. You, well, you can just say. So, so you have. 
you know, what your body naturally burns Mm -hmm. calorie wise. And then depending on how active you are, you know that you need to, you know, be under your number that you are. No, no, you're right. So, so okay. So we call it the basal metabolic rate. rate. Yeah. This, you threw me off the TDE. (laughs) I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what that is. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, but so basically your body at rest burns a certain amount of calories every day. So we all burn just existing. Yep. Well, if you want to lose weight, you got to create, you got to eat less than that. And so therefore you are in a deficit. And so you're burning more. So, so you're just, you're getting enough fuel, but you're burning. I'm sorry. No, and then you burn more than you, you actually, um, than you consume. So, right. Right. So, um, I actually reached out to, um, a trainer back in New York, um, who had been, he had left that six Mm -hmm. week, 20 pound challenge group and he had started his own gym and was like done with that challenge mindset because he knew why and what it's tough. So just, I'm going to cut you off. We'll come back to that trainer. But when we came up, we came up with 42 in 2010 and the six week challenges started really hitting in like 2012 and a lot of it were fit in 42. These are all six week challenges. And then, so there was a difference in mindset with these challenges. There's, or you get 20 pounds, you lose 20 pounds, you get, you get uh, your money back or whatever. Yeah. And ours was like, we don't care how much weight you lose at all. We just want to change your habits and teach you how to be, make this a lifestyle. And so we really were like battling in in our messaging in the marketplace because we didn't want people to feel like a failure if they lost 18 pounds and they're like, oh, I didn't lose my 20. I guess that sucks. Like, no, like we wanted people to lose five pounds, but like learn a lot. And now they're like, they could take that and use it for life rather than just go in for the, the, because there's, you know, people, there's those people that are super, uh, competitive that are using like sweatsuits and everything to get to that 20 and then you know but yep. anyway so you got the trainer back in New York yep and I just basically said hey this is what I want to do um you know this is what I'm thinking these are you know this is where where I'm at now and I, I gave him my height and weight and which you know you can find free calculators which I did I found a free calculator um, for a caloric deficit on Google. And I plugged in my amount of activity, my height and my weight, my gender. And then it said, if you want to lose one pound, two pounds, or, you know, 0.5, one or two pounds a week, here's where you need to be at. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of checked in with them and said, Hey, so if I want to do this and look at macros and what I'm consuming as a whole, how do I do this? And, and so he kind of, he sent me a ton of stuff, um, and said, all right, like this looks good. Here's where you need to be caloric wise. Um, so you want to, you know, shoot for that and under, but making sure you're prioritizing your protein so that, you know, lean proteins are going to keep you fuller, longer, help you build that muscle. And then, you know, but you need carbohydrates and that's a huge misconception in the fitness industry. And people think carbs are going to make me fat and carbs, you know, I can't eat carbs. I got to avoid carbs. Well, no, you don't like that is your energy. Like when I do a lower carb day, I, and then I go lift the next day, I'm like, Oh my word. Like I feel fatigued. Yeah. But you know, I I'm, I'm proof because I, I didn't cut carbs. out. I didn't cut bread out. I actually cut nothing out. And that was also a huge factor. And like, um, in this long term, again, like that longevity word for me was not actually looking, changing my mindset and saying, okay, so there's definitely food that is you know, not going to help you on your fitness journey. And there is going to be food that is going to help you, but no food is good or bad. Like if you start classifying good and bad food in your mind for someone that is 275 pounds, 300 pounds, whatever overweight, let's just say in general, and you're just going to look at good. Okay. This is good. Chicken is good, but pasta is bad. No, it's not. And when you classify foods as good or bad, then you're already going down a, a mindset that is, you know, could, it could be detrimental to your success in the end because you're just 
this is bad. I can't eat this. I can't eat this. No, let's learn a way to incorporate that. So if I'm going to have pasta, I'm going to make sure that I have a lean vegetable or a lean protein with it. So my chicken, I'm going to add a ton of vegetables and I'm going to have a side salad. I'm going to make sure that my fiber's in there. I'm going to make sure that, you know, those proteins for all my vitamins are in there. All the, the protein that you need in general to help sustain that, you know, that hunger that you're having, help build muscle and make sure that what you're doing in the gym is translating over. And then at the end of the day, you feel internally, you know, better about what you're eating because it's something that was good. Hey, I yeah. like pasta. I ate yeah. pasta and it's not going to completely destroy everything I just, just did in the gym. Will you measure it out? I did. So the number one thing I can tell everybody is buy a food scale at yeah. the beginning of your journey. Um, where again, that portion of it and being able to accurately say what you are consuming for that caloric deficit was everything. And so when you, you know, when you think, oh, I'm going to measure one tablespoon of peanut butter <laughs> for 120 <laughs> calories, you know, and yeah. nine grams of fat, and you take, you know, what is actually, when you look at what a, a tablespoon is versus what your idea yeah. and your mind is. Did it shock you? Yes. Did it shock you? Like, yeah. Oh, bummer. It, <laughs> it's really great. You know, it's interesting. I eat at a restaurant locally. What was I talked about this. It was an Italian place and they actually gave like a real, ser a, 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 a proper serving of pasta and it's small, but like, I was like, Oh, but it was delicious. So good. But, um, it was just funny because we're so used to like a bowl of cereal is not a serving of cereal. It's like two and two and a half. If you did a bowl of cereal, like a serving of pasta is what do you think? Three like, ounces usually, yeah. but yeah. But what do we normally, what would you say we normally, if we, a normal person, how, how three servings yeah. of pasta probably. Minimum, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we get in trouble. We just overeat the serving. It's not, I love what you said, Noel. It's not like it's a bad food. It's just how much we eat of it. And that's where we have to, we have to, here's the deal. I hope you're getting, what I'm getting from Noel's story is, She's, she's a thinker. She plans. She's curious. She, she does her work to understand things and therefore she's where she's at. She's, you can, the success speaks for itself. If you're overweight now and it's something you're struggling with and it's something you always struggle with there, you have to, you have to decide and say, I'm going to take this seriously. And I actually got to learn this. I have to like, it's not just going to happen. Noelle went to, she's a, a she's a, a smart, educated woman. She, you educated yourself on this, this lifestyle. It was important to you to say, I'm not going back. This is for me this time. And let's, so therefore you went on Google, which has everything we ever need to learn something. And you, you, you figured it out. You figured this out. Well, luckily all you guys that are listening, you guys all have us, but we're right here. We love to talk to our members about when they're like, Hey, I really need to change. I really need to know about what should I do here? That's what we're there for. But sadly, almost no one does it. They think that it's all about in the workouts. They just think, Oh, I should just work harder. Oh, I had a terrible day yesterday. I'll do a double today. It's like, no, that's not what, that's not the way you need to go and not to think about it. Let's learn about it. Let's, it's about the kitchen and about your rest. It's not about the movement. So anyway, what I'm just getting here is like, you have, you decided this is, this is something that's important to me and I'm going to learn about it. And I'm just imploring everyone listening right now is you have to do this. This is how success happens. It doesn't happen by accident. She didn't just start working out one day and lose a hundred pounds because she just cut out a few things. And what I would, I'm sure a lot of you are excited to be like, wow, she lost over a hundred pounds. She looks great. And she still eats foods that like you're like, I like, and like she that's yes, because she does it the correct way, which is not recklessly just loading up our plates. And, and I'm noticing it with my daughter right now. When we, when I, when we feed her, like, like I'm not, we were all raised with like, you have to eat everything on your plate. You have to eat everything on your plate. And like, so we're just teaching people to overeat and like, to like, and like that, like I'm, I'm making sure not to do that to her, but like, it's like eat, you can have things that aren't quote unquote, um, textbook, super healthy, but 
So you, so you say sane, you can have those, but just you have to eat the correct portion size and earn them too, right? Right. And I think, you know, going back to that caloric deficit, so, you know, you, you, you have to be, um, you know, again, in that mindset that I am going to do this for myself, invest in yourself. And you're right. The, our gym and our members are super, super lucky because they do have you guys. And I was lucky at that point. I mean, I didn't, when I was looking into this, I didn't have you guys. So I reached out to someone I did have. Um, and, and now, you know, I, I invested in that time and energy, but this goes back to that mindset. You have to have the mindset that I'm going to do this for me and you can't just have to do it. And I see so many people in the gym every day that do those doubles that do three workouts and they still look the same. And I don't mean that in a, you know, in a heartless way, but at the end of the day, if you are only going to be in that gym to punish yourself, which I think is the exact, it is, it's the exact it's opposite of what you should be doing because the gym to me and at the beginning, I, I will not lie. Like at the beginning, it was a way I was punishing myself. I was like, dang, you weigh 275 pounds and your butt is going to be in that gym every single day. And I didn't dread it because it was fun. And, you know, I, I hopped into Gail's class right from the beginning and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And she has a way to just make it fun and uplifting and you feel good and you feel really good when you leave. But sometimes getting to that gym and going, well, it was a punishment. I was like, damn, I ate uh, a donut, I ate a Krispy Kreme donut, which is 190 calories, by mm -hmm. the way. And you can fit it into That's your, it? yeah, you can fit that Are into you sure? your macros. I am sure. I think they, they somehow filled Google up with lies. No, no. <laughs> 190 calories. But what I'm saying is, is that you punish yourself. You're like, okay, I splurged all weekend long and, and I would be like, oh my gosh, I need, I'm going to do triples today. I'm going to punish it. And it was a, it turns your mindset really into a negative mm. way when in all reality, you should say to yourself, this is for me. Oh, well, what happened the weekend? I can't change the weekend. But what I can change is that I'm going to drink double my amount of water today. And I'm going to get right back on to what I was doing last week before I did go down that, you know, that, that binge in quotes, and I'm going to just be right back on today. And yet the scale might have, you know, a couple pounds of water weight from the carbohydrates and, you know, retaining water, but I didn't need enough calories to gain seven pounds. I know that, but I do weigh seven pounds up and mentally you have to switch it and say, I'm back on today. I'm not punishing myself in the gym. I'm going to be right back to where I was on Friday. I'm not punishing myself and starving myself because how can I watch those results translate into good, healthy, lean, building muscle, losing fat if I'm starving myself? The answer is you can't. I, I never thought about that. Punishing yourself by doing those double, like, yeah, what's, yeah, what's really behind that? Is it, is it, a, yeah, is it's it, diet a, culture. is it an anger at yourself? Yeah. You're like, Shame. yeah, I'm going to do two workouts in a row because this is what I deserve because I was bad over the weekend or whatever. And I have to make up for it. Whoa. I never thought about that. Um, okay. So right off, the, I forgot to ask this. <laughs> Who's your favorite trainer at the uh, looking to? Uh. <laughs> Okay, it depends on on the workout. You can't ask me that. So it's Gail. Okay, it's Gail. <laughs> Who's your least favorite trainer? Oh my God, it's David. Yeah. Okay, all right, thanks. All right, so moving on. Um, what do you do when you find yourself? So obviously, these last I'm just gonna I'm gonna assume right now these last two years haven't been all straight vertical of oh, success. No. no, no. What do you do when you start? slipping what like for you what what do you like what what goes on in your head and how do you get out of that funk okay so again i i always say my mind body soul because you have to you have to be invested in all of those things to to be able to you know life is going to be hard there is never ever ever going to be the right time and i always hear from people and this actually drives me crazy cuz i get like messages i'm very vocal and i post a lot of things on my instagram and on my tiktok about my journey and where i'm at and what i'm eating and i get a lot of questions and people are like oh i'm going to start on monday and it's like mm -hmm. I hate that now. And I used to probably be the other person that would, I used to be the one that yeah. would say, oh, I'm going to start on Monday. Why? It's the international start. Why? Day. I don't get we'll that. We'll have people sign up on a Tuesday and they're like, okay, I'll start on Monday. I'm like, 
how about you start tomorrow? And if <laughs> yeah. they do, I'm like, oh my God, that never happens. Actually, yeah. I think David did that to me. He said, why don't you work out today? And I did that wow. first day. That's Going back, awesome. you just you just reminded me. Yeah, yeah, I started that same day. I went to the, the day that he signed me up. I went to that class <laughs> at, I think I came in at like 4.30 and did a 5 p.m. class. He That's said, why awesome. don't you start? And so we should, we should make that something because why start on a Monday? You should start tomorrow. There is never going to be a time where you don't have stress. There's never going to be a time where you don't have 10 things piling up on your desk, on your phone, a hundred phone calls, whatever it may be. There is never a time. But when is the time all of a sudden when something bad happens and you know, that you, you realize like, shoot, like I should have done this for myself. No, you need to do it now. You need to realize that you deserve that now. Mm -hmm. You deserve today to start. I don't care if you had the donuts for breakfast this morning and you had in and out for lunch today, tonight, invest in yourself, invest in yourself, have that, have that three ounces of pasta with five ounces of, you know, chicken and a vegetable invest in yourself. So you personally though, like, you have to battle. So you personally, what, what do you do to get out of that? Like, like, so I am a, um, I actually started very early taking photos and I actually, I read this study and I don't, I didn't read the, like how legitimate it was, but I read this medical study that says that people who take progress photos on a weight loss journey actually end up losing more and keeping the weight off versus people who don't. Okay. Um, and I actually have been telling people this um, in the classes, and a couple have come up to me and said, I started doing it because when you, the reality of a weight loss journey, chapter one, you feel like garbage. You feel like you look like garbage, even if no one is looking at you and thinking that, which I'm going to tell you right now, no one is. Yeah. You feel like that. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It matters how you feel and how you feel like you look. And so when you take a picture on that day one and you say, okay, this is what I look like. And then on, you know, day week six, let's say, and you take another photo and you compare them, you're mm -hmm. going to see change. Yeah. You're going to see change. If you've been doing the diet and you've been putting, investing yourself back in that time, that energy in the gym and dietary wise, making those small little changes, tracking your food, weighing things out, um, you will see a change. And so on moments when you feel like, oh my God, you know what? I am bloated today. I feel like I, I feel like I look the same as I did on day one, which is is very true and is still true for me. I, again, honesty, I definitely still have a little bit of body dysmorphia. And mm -hmm. I think it's, I don't know if it's, you know, I can't speak for men, but for women, you know, we feel like we need to look a certain way, lose a certain amount. And when I look at myself on days, I feel bad. Like I, I, Yesterday, actually, I woke up and I felt like terrible about myself and I felt bloated and my stomach. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I look at myself and I still feel like sometimes I look like I'm 275 yeah, pounds. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And that so to get out of that, I'm like, let me look. And I actually compared yesterday um, a photo of me doing a push up in the first two months of my journey mm -hmm. to me doing a push up yesterday. And I was like, Oh my gosh, look at my shoulders. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have muscles, yes. Like, yes. you know? And so I have, I, I've taken <clears throat> pictures every step of the way videos and they don't have to be something. Some people are like, Oh, I don't like doing that. You don't have to put your face in them. This is not for anybody else. You don't have ever have to post those photos. This is for you. This is so that on days that when your head is not in it and you, you know, really feel like what is the point of this that you can look back and say, actually, like, look at that day one photo. Like, look at me now. Like, even if it's six yeah. weeks later, two weeks later, there are going to be changes. Maybe not everyone's seeing them right now, but you will see them. And that man, again, it matters how you feel, how you feel, you look, how you feel inside. Yeah. I, um, I could definitely envision losing a hundred pounds and being scared a lot, being like, cause that person didn't die. That person is still there, but there's a new version of you. And what if, I go, what if life changes and that person comes back, the person that I didn't want to be anymore, you know? And so I could see that being a, um, a fear, a fear, a constant fear. And would you be able to talk to people on that one about? 
Yeah. So because I, you know, I have done it and I think most people that I talk to have tried some kind of, you know, that have been overweight, have been, have tried before and, you know, have failed and failure is a really big fear. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's fear of failure and being, you know, not succeeding, um, and, or failing and going back, you know, to like what you said to that person to 275 pounds, like, I, I do. That's a very real thing for me. Um, but I think that over the last two years, when you're doing what what we've talked about, investing in yourself and, you know, and also I, I do want to mention when going back to what you said of how you get out of those bad days or that negative mindset, when you lean on the people and you have the environment that we do, and that's really important for me. And that's again, why I chose the gym to begin with why it was so important to me is when you have bad days and you don't feel like getting out of bed, but you get yourself to that gym or you get yourself around those people that you can lean on in that moment when you're surrounded by an atmosphere that uplifts you, that promotes you and, you know, gives you that extra little lift on those bad days. Um, you know, it's everything. And that translates outside I can't even explain how much that translates into everyday life because it's not just about the gym. It's not, I mean, the gym is a wonderful place, but the people also make it. And that to me is everything. I I have a group chat with my gym friends now for here. I hope they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to be shocked to hear you have a separate gym chat too. They're going to be like, Oh really? Tell us about the other one. Um, you know, I was thinking too, and I, you know, being, losing a lot of weight and the fear and, but that's always going to be with you. But I, 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 I kind of can think that that's like addiction, like people that go through rehab and then they, they're clean off of heroin or, or hard drugs. And then that's not who they are anymore, but that that's in the back of their head because that's, that's part of their past. It doesn't mean they're ever going to go back there. They just have to keep working on themselves and doing the things they need to do to keep in a clear headspace. And that is true with this lifestyle. You have to think about it all the time. You have to think about what am I eating later? Or, oh, do I have enough food in my uh, refrigerator? Or uh, did I move today? Or it has to become who you are, your identity. And that is a good thing. It's not a bad, oh, I've got to work out for the rest of my life. Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. But, like, but that, know. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is such a, um, again, that investment, because if yes, you do have to work out, but it could be the littlest switches and littlest mm-hmm. changes, even just walking. Yeah. Moving, just moving move. your body. I know. Like, yeah, I'm not saying you have to go do burpee. You just, you have to, move. you should like, we need to move. And especially in the desert, like I go to Oceanside on the weekends and we're walking everywhere. I'm walking. If I get like 12, 15,000 steps, I'm like, Oh, that's great. It's tough to move. All you have to be, uh, you have to really commit to it in the desert because it's not our lifestyle walking down the street somewhere. We just drive everywhere. It's so it is more challenging here in the desert. You have to, you have to be aware of it. And so you're right. It's not, not all about like physical, hard, crazy exercise, but it is about movement. It is about thinking about your eating. It is about making sure you have water with you all the time. It is about sleeping. It is about your diet of what you put in your head and your, the people around you. That is so important. But even with all that, it's it's so easy with all the things you just said for someone, I think at chapter one, where I was to think, oh my God, that's too much. I cannot yes, do that. Yes, of course. Yeah, so, definitely. So, so making the small changes, just as little as weighing my food out and tracking, yes. writing, writing it down for two weeks. Yes. And that's where I tell everyone says, where did you start? I started just doing that. Like a snowball effect. That's, that's all I did. I yeah. literally just wrote everything I was eating down. I didn't focus on protein, carbs, fats. Yeah. I didn't do that right off the bat. I focused on just tracking, just entering something in and seeing where I was at and leaning on the professionals around me to help make modifications yeah. to help get that success. I, I, You know what? Now that I'm thinking, thank you for saying that because I would, I would, guess that most people feel like they have to do it all at once. Yeah. I got to get my 10,000 steps and I got to work out every day. I got to stop saying, I got to stop eating all this stuff. I got to do all this. I got to do it. And then they're like, ah, it's too much. I'm going to do done. nothing. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite trainer, Gail, <laughs> least favorite, David. Um, 
Okay. Okay. All right. So we're coming up on an hour here. This is really, it's really moving along. This is spectacular. Okay. So, oh, I want to talk about this. So you're doing, you sign up at the gym, you're doing the classes, you're mm-hmm. doing large group, you're doing six days uh, a week, six days a week. Um, and then you started to incorporate the uh, semi-private training, the personal training we do, the PVT, power volume training. Tell me about that because this is really important. To, I want people to listen to this because... Well, I think you could tell your story of what you thought about right. weight training with weights and how that was going to, what was your mindset on that? So when I made the switch to, you know, our gym, I started, we, we didn't have semi-privates at the gym when yeah. I started. Um, so we had done, I was doing five or six days of cardio-based training. Now, obviously we know cardio-based training is, has so many benefits, right? We're burning 600, 700 calories per workout. We're sweating. We're killing yourself. We feel amazing. Our skin is glowing cardiovascular wise, you know, good for your heart health, oxygenation, all of these things. Right. But what I, when I was getting to a certain point, I was dropping weight, of course, you know, because I was burning all of that really, you know, in the moment you're burning a lot of calories, but what I wasn't seeing was a dramatic change in my body. Now, again, weight loss, yes. Scale dropping, yes. But when you're losing weight, you also want to build muscle and tone. Now, common misconception. I don't want to get bulky, you know, for women, especially I hear that all the time. I don't want to lift because I don't want to, I don't want to increase my protein, you know, cause I don't want to get too big. Well, no, you're not going to, do you want to, you want to craft and, and shape that body to be what you want it to be. And again, going into those six days a week classes, one, it was hard. It was really hard on my body. I was feeling a lot of fatigue. I was getting sore you know, doing, you know, burpees all day long. And yes, it was fun, but I wasn't seeing the changes. And I think, you know, no matter what gym you go to, even if you go over to EOS, like you're going to see people killing themselves on the treadmill, the stair stepper, whatever. But if you see them, if you watch those people that are always on the treadmill, always on the stair stepper, whatever, slamming the ropes, their bodies don't change. They look and I, I, you know, their weight might stay the same, but they look the same. And I was feeling like, oh my gosh, like, uh, again, it gets into that mental, like I'm putting in the work with the diet and I'm crushing these 700. I'm at the peak of my physical capability in these boxing classes. I'm crushing it. I'm sprinting. I'm, I'm faster than I ever was, but my body's not changing. Like what is going on? So, um, after, you know, we switched over to the new gym and, you know, after speaking with my coaches, it was like, you know what? We got to switch this up. We need to now, we're going to be focused on, you know, fat loss and then building that muscle, you know, really, really sculpting. And the only way to do that is in those semi-privates lifting weights. And at the beginning, it's a shell shock. It is a shock. It's what a did shock. you notice? Because we have the 42 strong right. and we, we lift weights in there, but what's the difference that you've seen? Because that's where most people don't understand they think well I lift weights in Tuesday Thursday Saturday in the the large group what's the difference right so for you so the difference for me because I was going to the all those classes and actually I'm going to tell you right now I have not been to those Tuesday Thursday Saturday classes in probably six months yeah and I'm the leanest and most you know as far as where I've been toned than I ever have been and I have not stepped foot I've only been focusing on my semi-privates which is going to be focused on your, you know, certain muscle groups. So we have a pull, push and leg day. So focused muscle groups and really, you know, incorporating movements that are going to be, we, we repeat them so that we're going to be building on that muscle and Mm -hmm. also increasing that, that weight. So we're, you know, doing, focusing on being able to increase your strength, I guess you could say. So our 42 strong in the large group, they're amazing, yeah. but there comes a point where, and, but we have to do moves that are safe. You can't max out. You can't do one or two reps of the heaviest weight you can possibly do in that room with 25 people. It would be very uh, negligent of us to have people do that. So we have to do what's safe 
and to get the most effective workout we can in a large group. When you go into the small group training room, that's where there's only up to six people and you're able to go insanely heavy and have a coach behind you the whole time guiding you and making sure like you could do what you can do and pushing you through it and spotting you and do like, it's just a different animal. And most people, they don't understand it. They're like, well, like they don't feel like they need it. And it stinks because it's so beneficial. And I'm so glad that that's part of your story too, is how you started lifting heavier. So like, and seeing the results from it. And so do you remember, um, did you used to see the room before? Did, did you go right away into the small group training room? You, so yeah. Did, so so I, didn't, I started right when we switched over, I started, you know, um, okay. I started it. So, but I was on my own going, like I had started incorporating weights myself mm-hmm. before we had the semi-private room. Gotcha. Um, but for me, I am, it's mental and I need the push of someone and someone to say, this is what I want you to do. This is how you fix it. And someone also to say, Hey, add, add more weight. Accountability. We all need that. I don't care who you are. If you work out on your own and everyone's got spouses that I go to the gym on my own, I'm not going to 42. Yeah. But if you have someone standing over you, like, bro, yeah. Let's put 10 more on there. You're like, oh my God, I hate you, but okay, I did it. Right. Like that's what we need. Every professional athletes all have coaches. They all have trainers. They all have people standing over them and be like, you're capable of more. And you're like, oh, I don't want to. Right. And and again, I want to go back to that atmosphere aspect too, because like, so this morning I had, it was leg day and it's a hard workout and it's just... You, you walk out with jelly legs. I have jelly legs right now still. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of um, Alfonso, who was in my, in my group, he was, you know, deadlifting and he was, it was one of his PRs and he, he was like, oh, I don't think I can do another one. And everybody in the room is just like cheering him on. It's 630 in the morning and oh, Gail yeah, standing think. next to him. And we're all just pushing each other to be better, to lift more. And, you know, and Gail, and, your favorite coach. Yeah. That's right. Just, just making sure he's, she, she blinked. And they, you know, Again, I, I love the 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 regular room, I, I guess you could say. Versus, what do you guys The large group. The large group yeah. room. I love it. It's where I started. My heart will always be, I have the, the utmost gratitude for that room. Um, but it's secondary and it has to be secondary. It, it can be a great place to start. But as you're transitioning, as you're losing weight, as your goal becomes fat loss and leaning your body out and, and building good muscle. And also for women, especially, especially women, because as we don't want saggy skin and someone that like me who has lost such a significant amount of weight, people ask me all the time, don't you have a lot of saggy skin? And if you were to look at me, you, I don't. And, and you know, I, it's because of that weight loss, that slow progression of weight loss, yeah. first of all. But yeah. second of all, building muscle and losing fat in that semi-private room, lifting weights, building, you know, increasing my strength over this last few months specifically, because that's, again, where I've seen the most change yeah. in my body has been since I started semi-privates. And I'm just like, wow, like, look at, I have carved arms. I'm like, <laughs> look so at cool. that. Like, <laughs> I love when women find out they like how strong they could be and they start like loving it and talking about weights. I'm like, God, you're such a, <laughs> such a meathead now. Yeah. And I love it because it feels so good to be strong and gives you confidence. And when, and, and, but a lot of people, they don't, they don't know it and you don't know what you don't know. So. But also the fear. Again, we 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 oh, fear. Yeah. We have that fear of failure. Maybe you are only on chapter two, and you're like, "Should I do that?" And I would say, "100 percent, do that." Why? Mm. Why wait till Monday? Why are yes. we wait? Why are we oh. waiting till Monday? We oh. should not be waiting till Monday. God. Let's get it going. So good. Let's get it going because the more you invest and the more you you put in to learning the art, the craft, the lifestyle that is fitness the better it's going to translate into your mental health and your regular lifestyle. And you're going to notice, you know, little changes. Like you're going to go out to dinner and you're maybe going to choose better options and then reward yourself with a dessert at the end because you had, you know, whatever it is, it will change everything. And when you give to yourself versus every single moment of the day, giving to everybody else, what you get out of it will be tenfold. Oh, this has been spectacular. Okay. We got to wrap up, but here's the deal. 
I want you, if you could, could you speak to um, all the people out there that are listening? Some people are fresh on their journey and some people have, you know, some people are far along, but what would you say to people that, what, what would be your sage advice? The advice that like this got you through this because to lose a hundred pounds is, and to keep it off and to keep going is absolutely remarkable. So what would you say to people that, that need some advice and some encouragement right now? I would say don't give up because if you put in, if you realize your self-worth and you recognize that you deserve that investment and you just make, you know, you start small and you work towards the bigger picture of it, it'll be worth it. And I think that throughout my whole journey, I just really, even in those low, low moments, I just had to keep telling myself, you cannot give up. This is for you. This is not for anyone else. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. This is for you. And making small changes, like I said, is going to be everything. Maybe it's just shopping on the outside of the grocery store, what the earth makes, you know, maybe that's your first change. Maybe it's just walking, celebrate the small wins and those small successes early on, because every day is not going to be big. You're not going to have a big change. You're not going to have a big, you know, big moment every single day. But those small little moments, those small changes that you make in your everyday life will translate into bigger ones. And you'll start to notice, people will start to notice. They'll give you, you know, they'll, people will be cheering you on. But what's most important is that you're cheering yourself on, that you're surrounding yourself with good people, a good atmosphere. And again, you're investing in yourself. And that is bottom line and what's most important. This has been awesome. <laughs> Noel, thank you so much for giving us your time and telling us your story. I, I know so many people are going to really enjoy this. And thank you so much for being a member, being an awesome member, being a leader in La Quinta and, and so many people look up to you and I've enjoyed watching your journey and I'm so proud of you and I'm just so happy that we get to, you know, you talk about um, being in the group, but Fit in 42, like we attract the best people and you're just one of them. And I'm so happy that you trusted us and you gave us a shot. And then David did his job and Gail has won you over, obviously. And so I'm just so happy that thank you for, for uh, making 42 looking to your home. Thank you. Thanks for having right, me. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fit in 42 Life. You know, we all have people in our lives that we really want to help change, but they just don't listen to us. But maybe you can send them this episode and that would be all they need to help change and really make an impact on them. You know, thank you so much for all the support we've been getting from you guys. And remember, keep living the Fit and 42 life.